0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talks with Cheese. I'm your host, Cheese, a.k.a. Adrian. My guest here with me is Meredith Borea. Meredith, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you, Cheese?
0: I'm doing great. So, Meredith is, like, a really good friend of mine. We've known each other for years, since kindergarten. That's, like, what? We've known each other for, what, 18, 19 years? How crazy is that, Meredith?
1: Yeah, I was thinking about it, too. like, you're, like, we're, like, one of the... Like, you're my oldest friend, honestly, like... (laughs) like really? i being friends with you and like as far as people like i'm still friends with today yeah you're like one of my oldest friends isn't that so funny
0: yeah i mean, that's pretty crazy to like to think about like you know yes you have your closer friends like ann abby and all of them but you know yeah we you know like we talk like, in- we talk a lot like we talk we stay in-, in touch throughout this whole time we don't never you know go without talking for a long period of time it's like we check up on each other and even though we don't like see each other in person as much it's always a great time seeing you in person
1: definitely I agree like the Purdue homecoming week that was fun
0: oh yeah I honestly guys like I only see Meredith like maybe three times maybe if I'm lucky four times per year nowadays it's just crazy how things change for us you know when we grow, grow up isn't that crazy Meredith
1: yeah you're right I mean like I've come to realize I literally see my closest friends maybe a couple times a year, and that's absolutely wild to me. So, yeah, time changes, life changes.
0: Yeah, and, yeah, it's crazy for you to say because one of your best friends, Anne Seacrest, shout out, Anne, um, <laughs> she lives all the way in the Carolinas, and it's, like, crazy how you don't, you can't see here every week, like, you know, every week compared to, like, high school or college because you guys played uh, college basketball together. How crazy is that you went from seeing your best friend like, pretty much every single day to, like, yeah, you know, like we said, like, maybe a couple of times throughout the year or special occasions.
1: Yeah, it's been, it was an adjustment at first when you go from living with, like, your best friends for four years and especially with Anne, like, having her in high school and then just, like, not seeing them at all. It's just, you got to find your new group of people and that's been a new adventure for me, I guess, so... <laughs>
0: Yeah, speaking of uh, new adventures, you want to tell the audience what you've been, like, doing ever since, you know, you graduated college, what you've been doing nowadays? Yeah,
1: Um. so, yeah, I graduated college in 21, and uh, I'm in, in my second year of teaching now, um, so I am at an elementary school for about eight hours a day, and it's just dealing with my eight, nine-year-old kids. I teach third grade, so... Yeah, that's basic. It's basically all I do. Um, over the summer I had like a couple different just summer jobs just to keep busy. But yeah, teaching is really what I've been doing lately, and coaching. I coach seventh grade basketball in the winter. So
0: for like the, like the same middle school that you work for the high school, right?
1: I work at the elementary school or one of the elementary schools. Um, but I coach basketball for the middle school.
0: That's awesome. I didn't even know that. So and in this and you live around Indy area, right? Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yep. I live on the north side of Indianapolis.
0: And like how is living in Indy like how is that for you compared to living in a rural area like in the 574 like I want to know about that.
1: Um, it, that again another adjustment. Um, Yeah I went from like at home where my family lives literally dirt road and then um, moving to Indianapolis where I'm in an apartment and I have neighbors everywhere and traffic is insane you have to plan to leave like 20 minutes early just to get anywhere. But it's fun. It's it's I like it. It's convenient in a lot of ways and um it kind of being out on my own has made me um kind of go out and meet new people and join new things, so that's been kind of fun. Um but yeah, it's been it's been fun. It's I don't know if it's something I'd want to do forever, but um I think for like at this point in my life it was the right thing to do.
0: So when you said you don't want to do this forever like you know, are you talking about like the city life may be right for you or what are you thinking when you say that?
1: Yeah, no, I just like living in the city. Definitely teaching is the right thing for me. i want to do teaching for a long time, but I'm just not sure exactly how long living in Indianapolis is going to be the thing for me, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, we'll see. And uh, I want to talk about teaching later on, but um, the purpose of this episode is to really, really get on with the sweet and sassy golf out in. So Meredith, you're all about it. Your family's all about it. So can you really tell me and the audience, like, what the Sweet Sassy is and, like, what's the purpose behind it?
1: Yeah. First of all, it's, like, the best day of the year. If you have never been a part of it or have never gone or anything, you need to get a team or find a way to volunteer. Um, we're always looking for volunteers. So that's my, that's my one thing I'll say about that. But um, so the purpose of the Sweet Sassy um, is a memorial golf outing for Scott Bibbler. Um, Anyone who's listening probably knows who Scott Bibler is. He was one of the greatest men ever. And so this memorial outing is just a way to celebrate his life and the person that he was um, and the lives that he impacted and the lives that he continues to impact today. And we raise money for um, the schools in Tippecanoe Valley School Corporation. Um, We raise money to fund a memorial scholarship that's in Scott's name. Um, there's a scholarship that you can apply for if you are planning on going into counseling or teaching. Um, so it's just really cool to be able to give back to the community and in the same way, honor Scott and honor Scott's family and just be together and celebrate the amazing person and the life that he lived, I guess. So, um, literally is my favorite day of the year. Um,
0: and it landed on your birthday this past year. too.
1: Yeah. So it was just like, I mean, as, as much as we all miss Scott and as much as we all know how much he would have loved this day. It's just, I mean, what an awesome way to pay tribute to who he was and um, just get to like have a big celebration party day to, with everyone and just have a great time. So yeah, that's, that's what it is. And that's um, I guess, yeah, that's what I kind
0: of know. You're fine. So I want to keep asking questions more about this stuff because I'm really curious about like, like i want to first ask like whose whose idea was it right and why golf make it like a golf outing why not make it like you know a marathon why not make it like i don't know like a spike ball tournament if that makes sense
1: yeah no good questions um i guess to be exact about who whose exact idea it was i'm not sure i know that as a whole scott's family scott's wife steph and his daughters megan and chelsea and the rights and the Millers and then obviously my parents, they've all been great friends for a long time. So I think when Steph came to them with the idea, like I think we need to do something to one, use um, the resources that we have to continue to give back to our commu- community in a way that will get people excited. And what better way to do that than by doing it through someone that the whole community loved so much. And then um, it, I guess, I mean, Scott played a lot of golf, and so I I don't know if that's maybe why we did the golf outing. I mean, we had a lot of connections to the golf course, so I I guess it just kind of came together, but to know the exact story of how we decided on the golf outing, um, I don't know that I know that, but it's just, um, I know it got its name, the Sweet Sassy, because uh, that's something that Scott used to say when he golfed. He would just, he would say Sweet Sassy when he like I don't know if it was a good shot or bad shot. I think it was a good shot. If he hit a good shot, um, he would say Sweet Sassy. So that's how he came up with the name for it. I, I heard a lot of stories this year. It was kind of funny about people not understanding where the name came from. So, yeah, there you go. It's kind of just something that Scott said when he golfed.
0: There you go. So, um, like, for your role and your family's role, like what does it take to like prepare for this event? You know what I'm saying? Because it seems like it's a big event because it's like a – Larry, many teams – in this golf outing right to where it's like yeah, you guys divide the group between morning group and afternoon group like like how do you guys organize such a big event like that you know
1: yeah um so my role is a lot different than I don't even sure I have a role Jeez, I show up at like six thirty in the morning and I do whatever the adults tell me to do <laughs> um So that's kind of, you know, I just look forward to going and helping out in whatever way they kind of need it. But I know that the committee, which is like um, Steph and the girls and some of the Wright clan and some of the Millers and uh, my parents and that whole group of them, they do so much work. They have like uh, meetings once a month for the golf outing all year or maybe not all year. I don't know. I think it starts up in the spring, maybe winter. We're going to say February. We're going to land on February. That's when it starts. The okay,
0: point is, like, you, they take a long.
1: The point is, yes, that yeah. they um, it's like it's a process like they've I think now that we're going on, let's see, it was 16 was the first year, I think. And this is 22. So, like, this was maybe the sixth year. Um, I think they're kind of getting it down to a science and like, you know, OK, we got to do this now and then we do this. And so it's kind of getting a little bit more um, organized organized yeah easy to organize easy yeah to- because
0: uh it seems like you know they learn from like the mistakes or it's like what you said they can improve okay we can do this better or we should do this next time so that way it's better for the audience like for the people that participate
1: right yeah every year is like a learning experience on how we can make it better for the next
0: and did you did you like you know like did Steph and the Miller family your family the bogan rights and the millers like when you guys did this to year one did you guys expect it to be such a Big event for what it is today.
1: I honestly, no, I don't think so. I think everyone was just like each year it's almost like, okay, is this going to be the year where it levels off or even like maybe we don't have as many people or don't make as much money, but each year we've just continued to grow and get bigger and raise more money for the community, which has just been awesome. So yeah, no, I don't think that when we first started this, that it would, it would be what it is. I mean, I knew people would love it, but. I don't I don't think anyone could picture that it would blow up to what it is today.
0: It's really crazy to think about, right, Meredith? Because I've obviously never been there yet. But like from year one You're in your baby. shoes. No. I I'm one to next yeah. next year. So, anyways, um, from in your shoes from year one to was it year seven?
1: Yeah, it's six or seven. I think 2016 was our first year.
0: So like six or seven. Okay, let's say six. So okay. from in your shoes from year one to year six, have you seen him like grow potentially big over the years?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's grown and it's changed. And we've just smoothed out some things that maybe we were trying to figure out how to, to make better the first couple of years. And every year just blown away by the amount of people that, that show up and continue to show up every single year and go all out. And like this year we had like a costume competition. So like the best dressed as a team, got some sort of prize i don't even remember but like people went all out for this there were some pretty good costumes um
0: so is that explaining why shelly craig you know shout out to <laughs> her and <laughs> like casey rhizomen and those girls were, uh we were, uh we dressed as a driver Moriarty. is that why yeah.
1: yep yep so that's why they dressed up but um and that's the thing like you would think that after six years of this people would be like okay we'll just show up and play but nope every year it's it's even more enthusiasm even more excitement so. Yeah, that's
0: what it sounds like from like well, my my close friends like L.J., Alec, Tanner. It just seems like it keeps getting better every year because like that's what they keep saying. And the more this keeps going on, the more and more people hear about this. Right. What's your like honestly? What's your favorite part about the whole event?
1: I think it just especially since now I've been away for most of the years that the Sweet Sassy has gone on. I've either been in college or down here in Indy and. I think the best part is just getting to see all these people come together and whether they knew Scott personally or whether they just come because someone invited them to be on their team, they get to join in this celebration of Scott's life. And I think it's just like seeing everyone come and the people that you haven't seen in a long time, people that you see literally once a year at the golf outing. Yeah. And just is a really fun time. So I, yeah. To answer your question, it's just getting to see everyone that I don't get to see very often. So yeah,
0: that's that's what it seems like, Meredith. It's, it's like, you know, that's what I also hear about, like, you know, about the sweet spot from like, you know, my friends is that, you know, it's like a like pretty much like a high school big reunion, you know, pretty much <laughs> like uh, pretty much like if you were going to like, you know, Black Cat Wednesday at the Bulldog, you know, you see yep. all these people we went to high school with. Like we haven't seen in a long time. Is it kind of just like that? Like a big yeah. reunion? definitely is and um so i saw like a little video because since the sweet and sassy has like a facebook page um i saw like you know you guys were like releasing balloons can you explain more about that
1: yeah definitely um so it was also scott's birthday um scott and i shared a birthday what yes uh yeah um so his birthday is the 27th of august too um so since the golf outing fell on his birthday this year we've released balloons just because it was his birthday. And I feel like, actually, I'm glad you asked that, because I feel like a lot of people didn't know why we released balloons. My my dad always makes announcements before the golfers try to go out, but it's on this, like, really terrible, like, air horn thing that people, not air horn, but, like, a microphone-looking thing. Like a whistle? You can't hear, basically. There's so oh, yeah. many there, you can't hear. And so my dad's, like, trying to <laughs> explain that these balloons are for Scott's birthday. And – um, so, I'm not sure that everyone understood that or like what the balloons were for, but that's what they're for. So,
0: that's awesome, you know, and to uh, really touch on like Scott Bibler, right? So, keep in mind, mm-hmm. like, if anyone's not from the 574 or from like the Valley community, he, like, you know, like he said, he was like a beloved man. He was a guidance counselor at the high school for a very long time. He mm-hmm. was a football coach for a very, like, very long time. And he's like really, really one of like, the nicest, chill back dudes you can ever meet. Like, he was like those, you know, teachers. In school that no matter if you were a nerd a jock you know no matter who you were in high school he was like, hey what's going on just like how Schreiber was you know yeah and it's just really sad to see them go because you know they made so many impacts like you said meredith on people's lives and yeah it's just got just, just the stuff he did even though they were little things he he just like was so nice and like that you know being nice can change someone's life honestly yeah
1: yeah I feel like he did that for a lot of kids. So,
0: mm-hmm. so like, okay, I'm going to ask you, Mayor. what has been your favorite sweet and sassy? What year has been your favorite?
1: Um, I don't know. Each year they just get better. Well, not necessarily get better, but each year they just so different. This year was really fun. I don't know if I have a favorite tease, And I, I feel like that's a really easy way out of your question, but, um, last year, I think it's, the more people that we have there from our group or from, like, the Billers, rights and the Millers and my family, the more people that we have there, the the more I enjoy it. So, like, this year, everyone was there, I think. I think everyone got to be there. Yeah, everyone was there this year. So I think that's why it was so much fun because no one had to miss out on it. Everyone was there. Like, there, I think there was a year that Addy couldn't make it. So, like, obviously, you wish that to, like – everyone could have been a part of it and Cade oh my brother Cade almost didn't get to make it but he made it for half of the day um so yeah it's just I like this year for that reason okay
0: Meredith not everyone my boy Taron Trapidi couldn't be there you know <laughs> so he kind of jinxed it Sorry, yeah you're fine you're fine he couldn't make it because uh he had his you know longtime best friend Luke Dope's uh, bachelor party to go to uh, which is understandable yeah. but dude um but Meredith Oh, my God, just his feelings. He was venting to me, like, you know, how it, it sucked that he had to miss it. But it's for, you know, it's for a legit reason.
1: Oh, yeah, no, for sure.
0: So, you know, I, I just like how, like, had this sweet and sassy really, you know, how it's really, what do you call it, such an uh, invent, important eventful day for a lot of people. Yeah. Because, like you said, you didn't know how it was going to take off from year one to nowadays. And then with me um, getting to golf this year, and me keep hearing about it from my <laughs> close friends, it makes me want to join next year. So, yeah, you know, I'm eager, really, really eager to, like, you know, learn more about it and, you know, make a team quick. Because LJ, L- Jared Littlejohn told me, hey, jeez, I will advise you to make a team quick. Would you attest to that?
1: Yes. Yes, you have to sign up, like, as soon as this, a sign-up comes out. Um, because, like, most people, if, if you played the year before, you get, like, early. Um,
0: Seniority access? Type yeah, of
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. You get that. And then as soon as the link goes live, it's it's like first come first served as far as like who makes the cut.
0: Okay. When does like registration usually start like a couple of months or just when? So that way, not only I know, but maybe there's some people out there that may not know to where they're like, you know, scared to ask.
1: Um. So if you go, Sweet Sassy has a um, Facebook and it's just Sweet Sassy Golf Classic. And they post tons of updates there. Um, I don't know exactly how far out they post the link um it might be like um a couple months i want to say maybe a month or two before um but if you follow the facebook page like they're really good about sending updates and like um the link will go live this day kind of thing you know what i mean
0: yeah so you heard it right there you follow uh, sweet and sassy if you're interested about it or just want to like you know keep looking at those updates or the posts about the event throughout the year so mayor so tell me about the whole event it's obviously golf all day so do you usually just like ride around watch people golf or what do you do or do you just stick to like the stick to the rosella like what do you call it building itself
1: clubhouse
0: yeah clubhouse my bad
1: (laughs) um i honestly it's kind of like whatever um they need us to do um there's a couple holes that have prizes so like um if you get a hole in one on this hole you win so like there's a couple holes that have to be watched I guess um so sometimes we'll go do that a lot of times we just kind of hang out by the clubhouse by the clubhouse we have something that's called like splash for cash so in years the money has gone to different things but you just basically pay to um get to chip some balls into this kiddie pool that's full of water it's kind of just like right at is it like the ninth hole maybe It's, like, right before you off for the ninth, I think. I could be completely wrong. Um, But this year, the money went to um, some different charities. So, um, a lot of times, like, we just hang out there. And so, that way, when people pass by the hole, we get to see them. So, it's just kind of fun.
0: So, obviously, you know, since it's a golf out, and what is the winner? Like, since it's it's a scramble of four teams, right? A golf scramble. So, what like do you guys place like top three, top five, and then what do the winners get?
1: <laughs> Jeez, you would think I would know what the what the winners.
0: I mean, just a general like, do they win uh, money or just bragging rights? You know.
1: I think it is. I think you do win some money. Um, maybe some gift cards. I think like second and third place get gift cards to somewhere. Um, you get your name on a plaque. There's a plaque outside of Rosella, and it's like it has like the sweet sassy logo on it. And then all the names of everyone that was on the team of the teams that have won in the last six years. So that's kind of cool. But to tell you exactly what they win, it might be kind of different each year too. I'm not typically by that time We're like, I'm not listening to the announcements (laughs) of who won and that kind of thing.
0: You're just Uh, out there having fun, huh?
1: Having a good time cheese at that point (laughs) Um, (laughs) to be honest.
0: Um I like the honesty.
1: Yeah. No, so I'm just not really paying attention to that. But yeah, I mean I think everyone knows that they're not doing this obviously for like the award that comes with winning. I mean, there's some people that take it seriously. Yeah, but i just yeah, I get
0: I get that, but i just wondering.
1: Yeah, yeah. But
0: so um how is like the dinner and stuff?
1: Oh my gosh, it's so good. You just um the the restaurant that's in the Rosella clubhouse just like sets out like things to make fajitas or tacos or nachos or things like that and it's just like a smorgasbord and you just pile your food your plate up and so good
0: you smash every time huh every time (laughs) yeah i love it and then you know what i noticed about the sweet and sassy like for those uh are from the five seven four no matter if you're into golf or you don't know really know about the man what makes the sweet and sassy stands out is the merchandise like the shirts that's i feel like in my perspective that's what really stands it out that's what really gets people's attention so i want to hear about the shirts and stuff and then you know those designs every year because yeah. that's what makes it unique there's a different color each year and then for like me that you know before i got to golf i always wondered in the previous years ooh, i wonder what the next design is going to be
1: yeah no uh aunt beth uh Addie's mom is she's kind of the one that really uh looks into that and i think she does a really awesome job every year because they we kind of keep the logo the same but the colors change and I just always think they're really cool colors. And like this year we had bags, like drawstring bags that teams got. And there's always really cool hats. Like we had camo hats this year. Those were fun. So yeah, the merch is always really good. I agree.
0: Yeah. Really good to know about this cool event. Cause like we said many times, it's good. It's for a good cause. It's a good reunion. And yeah. So, Oh yeah. I want to ask this for that way. You know, people can know. So say if, someone's not participating in the golf at the actual golf outing can they still come and watch
1: uh yeah i would think so like i mean like watch other people golf or like you're yeah. all- the people are always welcome to just come and hang out and yeah, exactly yeah it's never turn anyone away you can come hang out you can come volunteer Um, there's different things you can volunteer for yeah definitely just to come hang out have fun
0: so, since the Sweet and Sassy, you know, was all about honoring Scott Bibbler or Mr. Bibbler, whoever you want to call him, what's your favorite memory with him, if you had to say?
1: My favorite memory is Scott. Oh, geez. Um, a lot of them. Um, or at least
0: one that stands out or just yeah. one that comes atop top of your mind.
1: Um, when I think of Scott, I always think of... So, we used to... Our families all vacationed together for spring break, and I just think of, um this night when we were Anna Maria and it was my dad and Addie and, and uh, my uncle and Tim Bogen, And Scott and Addie and I, and my brother, and we we're taking pictures on the beach one night and like, we we're like making this pyramid and all the guys, I don't know. It was just like, it, it wasn't anything funny or like super memorable, but just watching the seven of us trying to like create this pyramid on the beach with people just watching everywhere is just like kind of embarrassing. But at the, like thinking back about it, like that's my favorite memory of Scott because he was just always so down to do those kind of things. And I don't know, I think of our vacations. I think of um, on my birthdays when we were at school, when he was working at the school, he would always bring me like Sprite and a Reese's like, he would always bring me that on our birthday. So just how thoughtful he was. And yeah, Yeah, lots lots of good memories with Scott.
0: Oh, yeah, I believe it. And there, I kind of want to share the last memory I had with him, you know, the kind of last time I saw him. So go back to junior year, I was in the Builder Trades class. And then the house owners at the time, when we were like building the house, they didn't really do anything for us. Usually in like other like years, like the homeowners will like give the students, you know, some pizza, some donuts, you know, just like, you know, really, what do you call it? Pleasure- the kids for hey thank you for like building my house like our oh, house yeah,
1: yeah 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 if that yeah. makes sense yeah yeah
0: so like they my the house owners would never do that at all they probably gave us like candy one time that's it so scott was really nice enough because like literally the builder's race house that year was down the road from the builder's house oh okay so yeah so scott yeah. one time came in talked to us talked to us i mean all of us because it was just like first or second year outside of not working at Valley. So he wasn't a counselor. So he was just, you know, Scott being Scott being nice, you know, being gracious, talking to us. And not only he you know he came to visit, but he got us donuts and orange juice and stuff like that. Now you know, yeah, the the donuts and stuff. And just like him doing that thing just meant so much because at the end of the day he didn't have to do that. Right. And then and then um I'm just really thankful that I got to say thank you.
1: Yeah. No, that that's just like that's who Scott is. That's who he was.
0: I know it's kinda like emotional but still like the things like we said, you know, like your vacations or like that little thing that Scott did to the class, you know, just yeah. little things like that will is like memories we will forever cherish. So yeah,
1: for sure.
0: So I'm like I'm like I'm really glad you know we get to share this, Meredith. Yeah,
1: me too.
0: That's good. So I mean, hopefully you guys have learned you know more information and about the sweet Sassy and you know more about behind the scenes of it. So Meredith, I want to you know move forward to teaching. So uh, Meredith, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't know until uh, maybe our midway through our junior year, if not senior year of college, I didn't know you were gonna be into teaching because I was thinking about this earlier. <laughs> I was thinking this whole time you were gonna be uh, like an, I don't know, like a financial analyst.
1: No, so, <laughs> I don't
0: know. So tell <laughs> me, Meredith, what you got, got you into teaching? Why? About
1: business. I know nothing about finances. I know nothing about any of that. Nothing. That's funny. So no. what? So got
0: you into teaching then?
1: Uh, honestly. All through high school, I didn't know I wanted to be a teacher. Um, I kind of thought I wanted to go in the medical field, like PA or something. And then, so you remember uh, peer facilitators? Do you remember that class? Yeah, yeah class?
0: sorry. Of course, no. yeah.
1: Um, so in that class, we kind of went out and we mentored students um, in the elementary schools. And there was just one day I was doing that. And I was, uh, we had Mrs. Whitaker, right? In kindergarten?
0: No, I had uh, Mrs. Lee.
1: You did Mrs. Lee for first grade. Right? I mean,
0: Mrs. Good. Sorry. Green fart. Okay.
1: And we weren't in kindergarten together, but we knew each other. I had yeah. Mrs. Good. Do you remember her?
0: Yes, of course. She's okay, still so, there.
1: Yes, yeah, she is. So I went back and I was mentoring one of her students um, in like my same kindergarten room. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I could see myself doing this. So I completely like 180 my career decision right then. It was my senior year of high school. And um yeah. Decided I wanted to go into teaching and ever since it's definitely felt like the right decision. So,
0: so you're saying if it wasn't for that Pierce class, then you wouldn't be where you are today.
1: I feel like I probably would have ended up here. Cause I think teaching was kind of in the back of my mind. I just was kind of wrestling with the idea of would I make enough money? And is it something that I really want to do? Um, it's a lot of work for, a lot of work for a little pay you know what i mean but and then once i got over that like meredith you're being very like you're not thinking about the kids right now all you're thinking about is yourself and like how much money you're making as soon as i got over that and was like humble enough to admit that this is what i need to be doing then it was like okay yeah this is the right call so and the
0: fact that not only you gotta think about you know the kids and impact on their lives just like scott did but you gotta think about long term you know the raises would be there, right?
1: Right, yeah, and like now looking at it, like I don't think, like I don't think about how much money I'm making. I don't think about that. I mean, that was just a very like high school thing to kind of think about. And right, because
0: you're not, we're not mature to think about that, like you know, like that in a professional way.
1: How much, like you're thinking about financially how stable you want to be. And honestly, I was like, is being a teacher going to be an impressive enough job for me? Is it going to be a high-paying job? I was like, people. say you're a teacher and they say, I'm so sorry. Thank you for doing this. And like, as a teacher now going into my second year, I don't want people to say like, bless your heart when you say that, when some, when you tell someone that you're a teacher, because it's just like, yeah, like it takes a, a special person to be a teacher, but like, it's, it's so rewarding. Like I, it's not a bad thing to be a teacher. Like I absolutely love my job. I can't see myself doing anything else ever. Like what other job do you get to just laugh with eight and nine year olds all day I mean there's definitely there's definitely the days that you're just like what in the world am I doing and why aren't these kids listening to me but there are literally some of the funniest moments that I've had in the last two years that just and the sweetest moments the parts that warm your heart too so like completely just changed my perspective of teaching and working with kids I just I love it so
0: yeah, it just seems like, you know, with you know, despite the pay, I mean, despite the pay and stuff, you know, thinking long term, it just seems like it makes you happy.
1: It does make me happy. I'm happy with
0: that. Uh, Meredith, since you said you teach second, third grade? Third grade. So, you know, later in your career, would you still want to keep teaching elementary or would you like to someday teach middle school or high school?
1: No, I definitely think elementary is where I'm meant to be. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, my degree is kindergarten through sixth, so I could teach up to sixth and and I, if, you know, if I wanted to go secondary in high school, I'd have to go back to school. So if I really felt passionate about that, I could go back. But um, definitely sticking with elementary for the foreseeable future.
0: I like it, Meredith. So what's your like favorite thing to do at school with the kids?
1: Oh, my gosh. That's a good question. Um, my favorite thing. So, OK, I'll tell you. So especially last year, but my kids this year, like, because it's still early in the year, we're still, we're still hanging, uh, we're still trying to figure it out. So basically, I have taught my kids who Gordon Hayward is, um, what he like, like, what he does, who he plays for. And so in every like math problem and just about every writing assignment and different ways like i'll find ways to incorporate gordon hayward like i have so many like i have a calendar of gordon hayward i have one of those like what are those uh, little bobblehead looking things with the big heads and the big eyes yeah i know what you're
0: talking about i can't think about the of the, ter- of the yeah, name I of it i
1: have one of gordon hayward um so i like i literally have gordon hayward all throughout my room and so like my favorite thing is just to like um, not just Gordon Hayward, but in different ways, just like incorporate like pieces of who I am outside of the school, like and connect with the kids in those certain ways. So, like, when I bring in Gordon Hayward, like that shows them that, you know, like my passion for basketball and my love for Gordon Hayward and my love for sports teams. And like, we talk Steelers football and yeah. like, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> um, so, like, just kind of kidding around with them and just finding ways to connect with them. That's my favorite thing to do. I guess yeah,
0: Meredith. The only thing I'm worried about, I love everything you said, but the only thing I'm worried about is you bring watching those kids to be Steelers fans.
1: <laughs> I honestly, I haven't gotten any of them to be Steelers fans. All of them are on board with. Actually, the actually, we had Jersey Day the other like last week, and I had one kid wear a Roethlisberger uh, jersey. So. Okay,
0: versus the other kids, ratio the ratio versus the Colts versus that. I bet it was big, huh? I
1: didn't have any Colts jerseys in what? my yeah. One of my kids wore a Hayward jersey, though. Um, I uh, Hornets, Charlotte one, yeah.
0: Yes, well, you know, you can teach them about uh, Gordon Hayward all you want, but at the end of the day, it's not going to teach Gordon Hayward himself have to stay healthy. Yes, yeah, fair, fair.
1: Yeah, we gotta keep him. Uh, gotta keep him healthy. Yeah,
0: yeah, especially when he's getting paid thirty million dollars a year.
1: <laughs> what the heck, MJ?
0: So, anyways, yeah. Meredith, don't you have a connection, a connection with Gordon Hayward? Like that involves Gordon Hayward.
1: I have so many connections, like potential connections to Gordon Hayward and none of them have panned out. So the school where I teach, that's where he went to school, which is full disclosure, not why I chose to teach at the school. It just was a perk. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> but so many of like the teachers that work there were like, oh yeah, we know the Haywards or like, yeah, I ran check with his parents or um, one of my kids last year was neighbors with his parents. And like so many little connections. Oh, a girl in my like Bible study group. She, her brother grew up like was it? She he played basketball. They played basketball together when they were young. I don't know. Like so many just random connections are like. Why do you love? Gordon? I mean, like he's a great basketball player, but like he's just Gordon Hayward to us. Like he's hometown kid.
0: Yeah, like he, he's human, guys. He's human.
1: To me, it's like, oh my gosh, you know him.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how like if you like if you really connect. What do you call it? really dig deep in the connections you'd be surprised of how small of a world this is you know
1: they say like you're five people away from meeting just about anyone or something or
0: it's like six yeah like there's like at least six or five people max to know whoever you want in this world it's crazy to think about
1: and that's crazy
0: yeah because like um meredith if you like you know if we want to really dig deep into this you know, we know like, we can uh, know Gordon Hayward around you know Warsaw because people in Warsaw because the Pumley brothers are from Warsaw.
1: Right, the Plumleys and then the one Plumley plays for Charlotte, right?
0: Oh, he yes, yeah, uh, Miles. Yeah, yeah, he
1: did or he does? I don't remember.
0: Yeah. Oh, a funny story. Um, last season, I mean, like yeah, uh, last playoffs after they lost against the Haw- the Hawks in the mm-hmm. playoff tournament plan tournament literally a couple of days later tanner and his buddy joe they're like walking around winona and the next thing you know they see freaking that Pumley guy driving around winona showing like maybe you know his day at the time like winona no way That's yeah how crazy is that just really how small of a world this is
1: it is such a small world
0: and meredith to touch base on like you know how you mentioned that you like bring in like real life scenarios to to you know your kids is like homework or you know your lessons between them that's yeah. pretty awesome cuz like you know most teachers they just like you know stick what they they're given to them so that's really awesome on you that
1: well, that you give
0: them real life scenarios to really you know lean on cuz when you like give real life scenarios you understand the concept more
1: i just think i really think that kids just want to connect and they want to feel important to their teacher No, like you can say what you want. Some kids think they're too cool for their teachers and stuff like that, but they still want to find something that makes their, their teacher like remember them. And like teachers want to do that with their kids too. And so I think that when I show them glimpses of my interests and like my life outside of school, it makes me a real person to them and not just like Miss Broyette. (laughs) Like when, when, they will like sometimes they'll ask me what my first name is and like I hesitate because I'm like if I tell them they're just gonna start calling me Meredith um but and like that actually happened to me like one of my girls this year came up to me and she's like um Meredith I'm like no you can't call me that no 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 no, no. can't call me that um but I don't know it just I like I like when they feel comfortable enough around me to have fun in school and enjoy school and like find that line between getting work done and taking school seriously and, and wanting to grow academically and also being an eight and nine year old kid. So,
0: so Meredith, so based on, it could be either this year or last year alone, right? Have you felt like you impacted like kids live personally, like has, have like kids that went up to you and said something saying like, thank you or had the parents came up to you and said, thank you.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've I've had parent, like really positive parent uh feedback from the past couple of years, but my favorite thing that tells me that no matter, no matter what, like as a teacher, you're always going to look back and you're going to just beat yourself up because you're like, I could have done that better. I could have taught that lesson better. I could have had more patience with that kid. I could have like been more forgiving to that kid, no matter what, you're always going to feel that way.
0: But that's like with any job, honestly.
1: Yeah, no, that's true. And looking back on last year, like it was my first year teaching. So I really felt bad for those kids because I was like, oh, they got a first year teacher who had no idea what she was doing. Um, but this year they're fourth graders now and they'll always like on their way to class in the morning, they'll stop in my room and hug me though. Um, some of my kids remembered my birthday and like brought me candy for my birthday. And uh, so it's just the little things like that. It's like, okay even if I had my bad days with these kids and I really questioned it, I'm like, I really created this bond between them. Like they will come up to me and it is like every day, if they don't get their hug in, like they're upset with me that I wasn't out in the hallway to, to see them when they pass by. So um, no matter how good or bad I did in my first year, I definitely created that um, bond and that yeah, bond. Yeah.
0: And, and you know, I mean, Based on what you just explained, Meredith, it just seems like you're doing a good job. Thanks, Jeez. So how crazy is it, like, not even, like, I don't know, 15 years ago, 12 years ago, you, you know, you were at parent-teacher conferences, or you were worrying about, like, you know, what the teachers were going to say to your parents. How do you feel now on the other side of the room that you're doing the parent-teacher conferences? How is that? Especially that you're only 24 yeah. And you're talking to your parents that are, you know, in their 40s, in their 30s, or late 20s. I
1: dislike being the teacher in Parent Teacher Conference, and I do more than being the student in Parent Teacher Conference. I mean, like, I was, I mean, be honest, I was a pretty, like, laid-back kid. I wasn't necessarily a problem kid in school, so, like, my, they are pretty low stress. But I, I, I mean, I've never had a really bad parent experience yet, knock on wood, but, um, giving unparent parent information about their child that is like kind of difficult to hear is like the worst part of the job I'm not gonna lie encouraging like having to tell their child or having to tell them that I had to send their child to the office today or telling them that their scores are really low um like that is the hardest part of the job so parent teacher conference is that 15 minutes where you're just with the parent and no one else. And you're just like, I have nothing between us right now. Like you could like, there's a story about one of like uh, one of the girls I work with a parent, literally threw like papers at her during parent teacher conference. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm just like, what in the world? Like I don't need parents doing that to me. And that
0: brought some fear in you. like, I don't want no parents to throw paper at
1: me. No one throw paper at me, please. (laughs) I'm just the messenger. Um, so yeah, I don't enjoy (laughs) parent-teacher conferences. I enjoy creating relationships with the parents that want the best for their kids. Like that's super fun. Um, and I have some really, really great parents in my class right now that, that do that. Um, but it's always a little bit nerve wracking meeting a new group.
0: Yeah. It just seems like it's like anxious or do you think it can be awkward? Like you just said.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's
0: interesting. So talking about like, um, you know, last year obviously was your first year to year two. Now after learning all the mistakes or after your first first experience in year one, coming into year two, were you like less overwhelmed way compared to last year? Or Tell me about that.
1: Less overwhelmed, yes, because there's certain things that you're just like, oh, I've done that. I know how to do this. But at the same time, it's only year two. So I still feel super new, but I definitely feel more comfortable. Yeah. In my teaching, like I've learned from some things that I wanted to change from last year and just kind of gotten to like watch other teachers last year and see what they do and you know the more experienced ones and implement that into my room and my lessons so yeah
0: so one last question about the you know about teaching so how is how is important or and how is it your with your relationship with your you know with the other teachers like your coworkers and the principal
1: (laughs) um I work with the best people I kid you not like I Some of them are around my age. I'm definitely the youngest of the people that I'm like the closest to, (laughs) but um, we're all in very different stages of life. Actually, they're all in very similar stages of life, and then there's just me that it tags along. Hey guys, Um, guys, I'm here. Um, But they are they're so fun, Um, and my principal is great. He's very uh, like in those situations. What I was talking about earlier, like parent teacher conferences, like he's very much on the teacher's side. He defends the teacher. He is he knows um, who he hired and, and I mean, he does enough evaluations and walkthroughs to know what we're teaching and, and to see what we see and very supportive of what we think is best. So I, yeah, I work with really great people. I in
0: other words, he really cares about his employees or the teachers. In other words. Yes. And sure. then, yeah, it just seems like mayor, like, you know, we hear stories like, yes, you can make the best money. Yes. You can have the best benefits. Yes. You know, you can have like, you know, the best like other perks of the job but at the end of the day, if your work culture environment is not the best, then you're not going to be happy, most likely.
1: Right? Oh, yeah. Like if <laughs> if I was teaching and um, working with people that were not supportive or were not helpful or um, I didn't feel cared about my growth and success as a teacher, it wouldn't I wouldn't have like near the experience that I have had the past couple of years.
0: That's awesome. Mira. I'm really happy for you. I'm really happy that you're liking the job along, you know, with the kids, with the co-workers, I mean, the t- other teachers, with the principal. I'm just really happy for you. And then, you know, it all goes to, it all comes down to, hey, everything happens for a reason. Yep, for sure. So, you know, that's, um, yeah, that's good job. I li- I learned a lot, you know, learning about the Swedish status and just learning about behind the scenes of teaching, you know, thank you, mayor So yeah. I just wanted to jump to the it's time, Maren, for Is the that- cheesy question of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Hit me. So Meredith, okay. Today's crazy cheesy question today is that if you could be any Marvel superhero, <laughs> who would it be and why?
1: Oh my gosh, um, any Marvel superhero, um, I would go with. Okay, um, final answer is Spider Man, and my reasoning for that is <laughs> like, um. I am like a roller coaster junkie. So I just feel like swinging would just be like a constant, just like that feeling of dropping. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, that would be my. And also, like, no one knows who you are. Like, his identity is like, no one knows who Peter Parker.
0: Hey, now are in a circumstance of no way home.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, final answer is Spider Man. What about you, Cheese?
0: There. I gotta say, great, great minds think alike. You're Spider Man too? Yeah. I'm Spider Man too. Just cause like, like you said, like, his powers are really, you know, you know, useful and powerful because, you know, he has super strength. And then yeah. I think the best thing about his powers is Spidey Sense. Like, you know, if something really major is coming at you, you can see it, like, five seconds before. I think that's the my favorite part about his Spidey Senses.
1: Yeah. And his, his like, the web, like, that's the most practical thing, too. Like, you can use that in more than just, like, superhero life. You know, I think you needs that in regular life.
0: Yeah, like, if you're, I don't know, Since I'm 5'3", I might need to reach something. No big deal. I can climb it up.
1: (laughs) You can climb up or just, like, wedge it
0: down. Or if I'm at the, you know, at a concert in the crowd, short means trying to, like, go up and down. I can swing up and, you know, watch the concert. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I mean, come on. Spider-Man is an iconic character. I mean, how can you not like Spider-Man? That's the question.
1: Which Spider-Man is your favorite?
0: Like, actor-wise or movie-wise? Actor. Tom Holland. Easily. What about you, Mary?
1: Um probably Tom Holland. Like the, my only hesitation was my, like my first thought is, yeah, Tom Holland. The only hesitation is like, like the first ones are just so like, like that's Spider-Man. That's Spider-Man I grew up with, but I don't know. Tom Holland's still my favorite.
0: That's how I feel. But just Tom Holland just, you know, executes that character better. Yeah. So Perfect. mayor, that was the cheesy question today. So before, uh you know, we wrap up, I want to say, you know, do you have anything else to say on the pod or do you have any questions for me? Because the reason why I say that because one time, uh, the last podcast I did with DC, she wanted to say something, but according to her, I didn't give her the chance. <laughs> so, so she had it. So once she said her thing, it was a pain in the butt to freaking edit that part in. So yeah.
1: <laughs> what did she say? I didn't. I missed that one. My question is, what did Emma need to add?
0: Oh, she's she had a question for me. She had her own type of uh, cheesy question of the day.
1: Oh, that's funny. Good for her. She's funny. Uh, no, I don't. I mean, do you have any other questions or anything? I'm, I, I'm just thankful and happy you asked me to come on. I love, I love your, your podcast you've got going on. It's entertaining. It's fun. I learn a lot. So
0: thank you, man. No, yeah. Mayor, Thank you for you know doing this. You know, even though I really wanted to do this in person,
1: I know it would have
0: been better i mean like you said you know we're all grown up we have our own like you know priorities we're all busy you know you're living in indy and i'm you know up in the 574 and we're so mm-hmm. you know hey zoom podcast is way better than uh, no podcast sure. and, I, and I, like i said i still got to learn about you know more about the sweet and sassy and more about about being a teacher not saying i'm gonna be a, i'm not i'm gonna quit my job being a teacher but it's just <laughs> always uh it's always yeah. interesting to know about that stuff
1: yeah always need good teachers there's my plug in for uh, go be a teacher everyone. Yeah and and I just
0: and I after hearing your thoughts about that I really do feel like like teachers are really uh, like undervalued big time.
1: I feel like people appreciate teachers people just don't understand all that goes into teaching so it's just it's a lot more than just tying shoes and teaching lessons it's just it's a lot and When you find when you have teachers and you work for a school like I do that um, really uses data and uses like and puts so much work into lesson planning and all this stuff, it's just really awesome to see how much work goes into making a kid have the best possible learning experience. So it's just it's a lot of hard work, but it's a lot of work that's worth it, I would say.
0: Right. And then, like, you know, like they all said, if it was easy then everyone would be doing it right right there you have it guys you know once again mary thank you so much and you can listen to this podcast on spotify apple podcast and facebook thank you see you guys